Today, from Philip DeCourcy on Know the Truth. Ours is a cosmetic surgery and customized self-culture. This is why Proverbs 31 hits us across the head like a two before. Charm is deceitful. Beauty is vain. And a woman that fears the Lord, well, you got to find her. And when you find her, you find a good thing and obtain favor from God. Marriage is meant to be the greatest source of happiness and satisfaction in all of life. But when our culture emphasizes the wrong sorts of qualities, husbands and wives eventually suffer the consequences of poor choices. Welcome to Know the Truth. Today, Philip DeCourcy shares a message from Proverbs about choosing a spouse wisely. It's his message, Looking to Marry. If you missed the first part, you can catch up at ktt.org on your own time. Look for Looking to Marry. But now let's join Pastor Philip for today's message. I want to speak to the young man and the young woman briefly. And I want to say something to the young man in the light of something that concerns me that's going on inside the church regarding young men and young women. And what I'm talking about is this. Too many godly women who give themselves to spiritual depth and inner beauty are discouraged in our churches and dishonored among our people when they see the attention and the affection of Christian men go only to the pretty face and the shapely body. What a shame. What an indictment on Christian masculinity that discounts the value and virtue of godliness within young women because these young men have bought into the world's inflationary ideas of outward beauty. We have many young virgins in our churches who love Jesus Christ, who have married themselves to doing His work, who are set under their pastors and said, you know what? We believe in biblical male leadership. We're going to be quiet. We're going to be silent. We're going to do the work of Jesus Christ under our men and under our brethren. We're going to take on the beauty of the Lord Jesus Christ. They're sitting under male leadership, doing what they're told, submitting but our actions don't back up our words because many of the men who would preach and accept such a doctrine then overlook those women, becoming only attracted to those who are what we might call outwardly beautiful. And I think that's an indictment on the church. It's not about their clothes. It's not about their face. It's not about their weight. It's not about the shape of their body. It's about their love of Jesus Christ. And you'll be thankful that you focused on that more than anything else. Of course, there'll be an attraction. And beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And we'll leave all of that to God's providence. But you've got to get beyond that as a man, especially a young man, and honor the godly virgins of the church of Jesus Christ who have indeed submitted themselves to us and who must not be overlooked and they must not be underappreciated among us. Too many of them are. Too many Godly women are looking for godly men and they're a shadow on the wall. They're just like the men in the world. <laughs> they're caught up with the wrong sizes and measurements of beauty. There's a second thing I want to say. This one's to the young women. 
If I want to say something to the young men about what's going on inside the church, I want to say something to the young women about what's going on outside the church. I want to say to our daughters and to our sisters and to our young single women that you are growing up in a culture that's very dangerous for you spiritually. You're growing up in a culture in modern America where image and illusion has replaced reality and truth. Life in modern America is now being lived on the surface. And you need to realize that because what we're talking about is deep down beauty that goes to the soul and the character and the core of a woman. But our culture has it otherwise. Our culture defines beauty in very superficial, surfacey terms. Ours is a cosmetic culture. Many in the media business, the clothing business, fitness, and the medical world have seen to it that beauty has been divorced from character and therefore is something on the outside of you. The beautiful women, and there's a small number of them that seem to get onto the front of the magazines all the time. The beauty of these women are declared and defined in the texture of their skin, the flatness of their tummy, the bigness of their chest, the cut of their clothes. These are the measurements of worth and identity in modern America, and they are diametrically opposed to this book and the wisdom of the book of Proverbs. The increasing use of cosmetic surgery reflects the culture's ideas and ideals in that most women are now, because of all the advertisement and hype, they're coming to this idea that what they are on the outside will determine and define what they are on the inside. Nothing could be further from the truth. From a biblical point of view, the Christian works from the inside out. But the world's working from the outside in. And therefore, if I'm to be anybody, I've got to look like somebody. Who's the somebody? It's this aesthetically enhanced, air-brushed image that we find on the magazine or the silver screen, or the internet. And it's unreal, and it's unredemptive. Ours is a cosmetic surgery and customized self-culture. Listen to these words from Carol Mahaney, wife of C.J. Mahaney, a pastor in Washington. She's writing in a book on womanhood that I have in my study. She says this, Today's woman faces intense pressure to conform to a perfect physical ideal. Is it any wonder so many go to drastic measures to change their bodies? A recent study indicated that American women spend a half billion dollars in one year on shape-enhancing garments. Over the last eight years, cosmetic surgery procedures among women have increased by a dramatic 165%. In fact, one of the young men in our congregation came forward to tell me he was involved in a medical thing this week, and one of the doctors was saying that presently, if the course continues in America, more money is being poured into research and cosmetic surgery than into the solving of some of our greatest diseases. This is where we're at. This is why the book of Proverbs is so timely so truthful. This is why Proverbs 31 hits us across the head like a two before. Charm is deceitful. Beauty is vain. And a woman that fears the Lord, well, you got to find her. And when you find her, you find a good thing and obtain favor from God. Happiness and heartache lies in that kind of relationship. Let me go on to give you another quote from another godly woman writing in this subject, quote, in the 1950s, Marilyn Monroe epitomized the beautiful woman. Now, I'm not necessarily endorsing that. The quote isn't necessarily endorsing it, but it is taking you back a generation and saying, okay, 
The world kind of looked at Marilyn Monroe as the epitome of beauty. The interesting thing is, ladies, she was a size 12. Today, the beautiful women are a size 2. Every culture, every era defines beauty and creates norms and expectations surrounding that beauty. The disproportion of beauty has led to beauty norms that are seldom natural and never reflect what the average woman actually looks like. For instance, the average height in woman of a woman in America is five feet, four inches. She's 142 pounds. The average height and weight of a model, which decks our television screens, our magazine covers, she's five feet, nine inches. She's 110 pounds. And yet, you know what? If Christian women, mothers and daughters are not careful, they're buying into this illusionary, unreal ideal. They sit and read magazines. Stop it. There's better books. Read your Bible, by the way, instead of those kind of magazines. And remind yourself, you know what? If you buy into that stuff, you're going to be dissatisfied. You're going to spend your husband's money unwisely. You're going to set your daughter on a path to destruction. Now, we'll talk next time together about taking care of our bodies as temples of the Holy Spirit. There's nothing wrong with a woman uh, looking good. As the old preachers used to say, if the house needs painting, paint it. No. <laughs> we'll get into that next time. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with looking well. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But this stuff is devilish, dangerous, deceptive. This is an ideal that destroys a woman's self-image from a biblical point of view. It's destructive to men. Because if they buy into it, then they compare those women who are basically manufactured. They're not natural. It has them comparing their wives to such an illusionary image. And so the book of Proverbs challenges us about these things. I was interested to come across even a secularist, J.K. Rowling, who wrote the series of Harry Potter books. She was writing online about the whole issue of girls and, and the whole beauty scene. She said this, I mean, this is a woman far from where we're at. But here's what she says about our culture. I don't want my daughters to be empty-headed, self-obsessed, emaciated clones. I'd rather they were independent, interesting, a thousand things before thin. Well said. Well said. I want my daughters, you want your daughters, we want the women of this congregation to be a thousand things more than thin. That's not what it's about. That's the world's standard. It's illusionary. It's deceptive. And you and I need to think that through. Because like the very pictures that prompt this fixation on the body, this view of life and the idea of happiness is a lie. It's an illusion. It's a promoted, and I believe a premeditated deception, a filtered view of reality. Physical beauty does not ensure happiness, fulfillment, success, either in marriage or life. Princess Diana will tell you that tragically died at the age of 36. She was the most photographed woman in the world. She was idolized by men. She was copied by women. But we know her story. June and I were living in Britain when they were married. Remember the fairy tale? It was something out of a book. We all hoped the best. We thought this is going to be great for our nation. But time has told us it was a facade. She became a very depressed woman 
a very lonely woman. She had bulimia. She would go on binges where she would eat and then force herself to vomit. She tried to commit suicide a number of times. Her husband didn't love her. She didn't love her husband. She had other men that loved her, and they were all failures themselves. And she died in a desperate state, inwardly, at the age of 36. Charm is deceitful. Beauty is vain, but a woman that fears God. So here's where I want to go. I'm just going to take five minutes or so and take the first point. We're going to look at beauty, especially talking to our young men, our young women, but we're going to look at beauty from the book of Proverbs as we're looking to marry. And there's three thoughts from the book of Proverbs, debatable beauty, durable beauty, and desirable beauty. The first one is the shortest one, debatable beauty. And what I mean by that is there is a beauty that's dangerous and debatable. It's really, it's not beautiful at all. It's ugly. If you take a second look, this is the beauty that masks and hides ugliness. This is the beauty that's only skin deep. This is a beauty that does not reflect the glory of God. And these young men, remember, have a tendency to focus on the physical. And so these fathers and wise sages say to them, hold on a minute. When you see a beautiful form, take a second look. Because that beauty is debatable. What you think is beautiful at first sight will not be so beautiful at the second sight. If you look beyond what your eyes are seeing. And there are two women in the book of Proverbs. There's more I picked up too. There are two kinds of women where this theme comes out. The first one is an immoral woman and the second one is an imprudent woman. Go quickly to Proverbs chapter 6. In Proverbs 5, 6, and 7, we have these men addressing the whole issue of sex and sensuality. Every parent needs to teach their children and their teenagers especially, Proverbs 5, 6, and 7. And so these men imagine a situation where their son catches the eye of a good-looking woman. And to their son's surprise, they're flattered because that woman catches their eye. She's stunning to look at. She's well-dressed. She's provocative, actually. She's actually showing some of her body off. And these red-blooded young men catch an eye of this, and they're looking at this woman. She's a 10, physically speaking. This woman winks in this young man's direction. What are they to do? Listen to what these men say. Do not lust after, look at the word, her beauty. There's a recognition that outwardly speaking, in form, she's absolutely stunning, beautiful to look at, <laughs> you know? It appeals to what's natural to young men. But here's what these men say. Do not lust after her beauty in your heart, nor let her allure you with her eyelids. This woman glanced in their direction. These young guys get all wobbly at the knees. They're falling apart. At this point, the parents are saying, now at this point, you need moral fiber. You need theological courage. You need to take a second look at her and say, okay, she's beautiful, but she's ugly. Her beauty is debatable. Her beauty is deceptive. When you get beyond the outward facade, she is an immoral woman. She's not good. She's bad. She's not beautiful. She's ugly from God's perspective. Because here's what we read about her. She neither loves God nor her husband. Do not lust after her beauty in your heart, nor let her allure you with her eyes, for by means of a harlot a man is reduced to a crust of bread, and an adulteress will prey upon his precious life. Can a man take fire to his bosom, his clothes not be burned? Can one walk on hot coals and feet not be seared? 
So is he who goes into his neighbor's wife. This is a desperate housewife who's dangerous and deceptive. She is a moral suicide bomber. You know what's dangerous about suicide bombers? You can't tell them apart. They go into restaurants, they go into discotheques, they go wherever, they dress like everybody else, they might even smile at you, and five seconds later, they blow you to kingdom come. And this woman fits in, and she looks attractive, and she gains the smile of this young man, but these men are saying she is a moral suicide bomber. She will blow your life apart. You've got to look beyond the facade. Beauty is skin deep. True beauty is fearing God, holiness. Godliness is sexy, young man. That's what they're saying. Don't settle for a blonde bimbo. Don't settle for somebody who outwardly is attractive, but who inwardly is danger and death, spiritually speaking. So we have the debatable beauty of the immoral woman. Secondly, we have the debatable beauty of the imprudent woman. This is a great proverb. Great proverb. Proverbs 11, verse 22. As a ring of gold in a pig's snout, so is a lovely woman who lacks discretion. As a ring of gold in a swine's snout, so is a lovely woman. What's the point? Here's a woman who's not hard to look at. She's lovely. By all measurements, she's stunning, beautiful, attractive. But she's hard to live with. She's not the kind of woman that you want to make a good wife and certainly not be one that would bring the uh, possession of God's favor because she lacks discretion. The word here in verse 22, discretion, means to lack good taste and good judgment. She doesn't know how to dress well. She's provocative. She's got no taste. She's got no manners. She's got no modesty. She's stunning to look at, but she's a fool in her behavior. She has an impoverished ability to make good judgments. For this woman, looking good is more important than acting properly. For this woman, staying fit is more important than being pure. But here she is. She's beautiful, but she's just, she's a dunderhead. She's an empty head. She has got no character, no discernment, no judgment. And so these men are saying, hey, you'll meet a woman. She's lovely. But take another look. She's a pig with a ring in its nose. What a statement, huh? I mean, you go to the, the, you know, the pig farm and there, there, there's the, the sow and it's, it rolled and whatever it rolls in and, and there it's got the gold, the gold ring and it, the sun catches the ring and it glistens. And for a moment you go, isn't that beautiful? No, it's not beautiful. It's a pig. It's a sow, you know? The only thing it's good for is bacon at breakfast. That's it. It's not an animal of beauty. God wasted no time on the pig. And don't get caught up with the ring. And, and it's, a, it's a phenomenal comparison staking. You're walking down the road and you see this shapely, six-foot, blonde-haired, beautiful woman. And you go, wow. And then you go, hold on. But she's got no judgment. She's got no manners. She's got no civic responsibility. She's got no spiritual depth. Take another look. She's a pig with a ring in its nose. Strong stuff, isn't it? It's debatable beauty. It's a beauty that's ugly when you take a good look at it. 
And that's what these men were trying to teach these young men. They need to override their natural tendency to just look on the outside. Remember, that was Samuel's tendency, looking at those sons of Jesse, strapping big lads, good-looking guys. Some of them had the, the stature of a king. And then there was this little teenager out in the hills somewhere with, you know, a fuzzy beard and rosy cheeks and Samuel had to learn that God doesn't look on the outward appearance. He looks on the heart. This is where we're at. And these young men needed to put that tape measure around a woman's heart, not a woman's waist. Because outward beauty can be used as a weapon in the war of the sexes, and it can be used as a tool of manipulation. A few years ago, we spent a week up in the Monterey Bay area. It's a beautiful part of California. Some of you have been there, I know. And one of the places you want to visit when you're in Monterey is the aquarium. And we went into the beautiful aquarium, saw some of the sea creatures that, you know, inhabit the West Coast. One of the fascinating exhibitions that day was an exhibition of some of the most beautiful fish. You know, in terms of form, they were beautiful to look at. They, they are a rainbow of colors in terms of their outward appearance. But the exhibition was called, interestingly, Deadly Beauties. Deadly Beauties, because these fish were venomous and poisonous. I mean, if you saw these things, beautiful. Beautiful to look at, deadly to experience. <laughs> Seems to me that where we start here on this subject of marrying the right woman, is you got to avoid the deadly beauties, the immoral women, the imprudent women, same as immoral men, imprudent men. We've got to look beyond the surface. Anything can look good. A junk lard can look good when it's got two inches of snow on it. you got to look beyond that. There's trash beneath it. And there's trash in people's lives that are hidden by outward form and beauty. But if you find a good wife, who loves the Lord, is submissive, and serves Christ's kingdom, you find a good thing, and you will obtain favor from the Lord. Looking to Mary. That's the title of today's message from Philip DeCourcy on Know the Truth, and you can hear this message again or purchase the CD or USB when you go online to ktt.org. It's just one part of the larger series called That Makes Good Sense. Remember, if you need to listen on the go, just search the app or podcast store in your mobile device for Know the Truth with Philip DeCourcy and click download. If you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to welcome you with a free gift hot off the press. It's a brand new devotional booklet titled Resting in God's Faithfulness. It's free just for reaching out to us, and you can learn more at ktt.org. But if you've been listening to Know the Truth for a while now, maybe you'd like to help us out in this work of sharing the gospel. Perhaps you have a friend who doesn't yet know Christ or a family member you'd like to share biblical truth with. Well, we'd like to come alongside you and help make it a bit easier. In March, when you give a gift of any amount, we'll invite you to send a copy of Philip's encouraging book, Take Cover, to a friend or family member of your choice. This book encourages Christians to find peace and rest in God's divine protection. Just choose a friend and we'll send it to them on your behalf. You'll also receive a personal copy of What God Wants Every Dad to Know. There's no better book than Proverbs for helping fathers guide their children toward good choices and away from the wrong ones. And this book lists out Proverbs' most important principles you can teach your children. 
It's yours when you call 888-644-8811 or when you give online at ktt.org or when you give through the mail. Our address is Know the Truth, Post Office Box 30250, Anaheim Hills, California, 92809. One more thing, if you'd like to stay up to date on all things Know the Truth, be sure to connect with us on social media. Just search for Know the Truth with Philip DeCourcy on any major social media platform. I'm Wayne Shepard. Join us again next time for more wisdom from the book of Proverbs. That'll be next time right here on Know the Truth. Today's program was produced and sponsored by Know the Truth Incorporated. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free.